Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my new series, Parish. My character, Gray Parish, was a getaway driver. I'm retired from life. You know that. He's in a world over his head. Tell me about this driver job. And he's asked to start to figure things out. I did what you told me to. He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Holy Human with Leanne Rimes is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome, my loves, to today's Holy Human. I am going to get very personal on this episode. Not that I don't in every episode, but this one in particular, because we are going to be diving into some very real topics that are near and dear to my heart. And I know many of yours too, which is cultivating a functional, fulfilling, blended family while navigating the complications of step parenting which can be complex. (laughs) I'll be joined by the refreshingly candid Jamie Scrimgeour, host of the Kick-Ass Stepmom podcast for some seriously honest and open conversation. And don't worry, there are a lot of universal takeaways too, all on today's Holy Human. Jamie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I, I've been watching you from afar for a while now, like over Instagram. And there are very few women who actually want to discuss being a stepmom. And I'm just so grateful that you're sharing your experience in the world because I know there's been very few places for me to go and feel like I'm connecting with someone else who's a stepmom, and I feel a lot less alone in the world. So thank you. 
thank you for putting your journey out there so vulnerably because I know it's not easy. Yeah, no, it's definitely not. And thank you for saying that because that it just means so much when you hear another stepmom say that what you do matters because it mm. is. It's so vulnerable, right? And you're putting yourself out there and you're saying, you know, your deepest, darkest secrets and the way you're feeling online. And there's been so many times when I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, what the <laughs> heck am I thinking right now, right? Like starting a stepmom blog or, you know, sharing my experience on my podcast. It's, I question myself and then I talk to another stepmom and you get a DM and you're like, oh yeah, I'm talking about this because when I became a stepmom, no one was talking mm. about it. Mm-hmm. No one was, no one was saying anything. And I, didn't realize the way that I was feeling. Everyone else was feeling too, but no one felt comfortable saying it out loud. Yes. Yes, you nailed it. I'll talk about my stepsons and being a stepmom during the middle of my show. And I'll kind of prompt the audience to be like, yeah, like if you're a stepmom, and it's usually silence. <laughs> yeah. Like, Come on now. I know there are blended families in this audience. There's probably more blended families than not. And finally, I'll get people like ad- admitting to the fact that they're a part of a blended family. And it's it's wild. Like it's such a taboo topic. So when I when I saw you taking on like all of these different topics so publicly, I applauded you from a distance because I know like I said, I know it, the resistance that comes at me just during a show where you think people would be like, yeah, we're totally on team blended family. And people are like, mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, there's no real team. <laughs> like yeah. no one's like, people were probably like half-ass raising their they hands. They were half-ass. Like, totally. Kind of a stepmom. Because yeah, it's, you know, there is still so much stigma mm-hmm. and such a double standard when it comes to moms and stepmoms and the way that stepmoms are viewed in our society. And it's mind blowing to me because there's so many stepmoms. <laughs> like, yes. like this is this is not an uncommon family situation, but yet here we all are still struggling to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. And before I'm I totally want to go down that road with you, but before we get into it, I would love to know how you became a stepmom at yourself. How old were you? Yeah. What was that whole life, was whole thing like? I was young and had no idea. Uh, so I was 26 <laughs> and okay. I started dating my husband who is, he's 13 years older than me. So, okay. you know, he had three kids. He had an established life, uh, a home where we live now actually in, you know, a hamlet in Southwestern Ontario. We have a wheat field for a backyard. Oh, I was living in the city and, uh, you know, working as a child protection worker. So we had two very, very different lives, but you know, we were just kind of madly in love all in. And I didn't really think about what life would be as a stepmom. I just thought I'd figure it out. And I had, my parents were divorced. I work in child protection, background in psychology, worked with kids. Like I felt like I had all the things I needed mm-hmm. to, you know, be a successful stepmom because I'd done it on professionally. I'd, I'd supported so many families <laughs> and right. I became a stepmom myself. And I realized you know, very quickly that, you know, being the expert on the outside and living it in real life, there's so many different, well, it's just the emotions, right? You -hmm. you don't know how it's going to feel. And uh, so, yeah, I I got really overwhelmed very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, for me looking back, we had so many doubters, right? Like so many people, you know, having opinions about our relationship. I was young. Like, did I know what I was signing up for? You know, was I ready for kids? You know, was (laughs) I this like, well, yeah, no, who's ready for kids? No, I mean, Uh, yeah. No, I didn't. Um, But, 
you know, was I this rebound? Cause you know, the new young wife, like right. it was just like a stereotype. Right. So there was a lot of, a lot of doubters in our lives. And even my dad straight up told me not to marry him. <laughs> like oh, wow. My dad was like, no, my mom was like, no. In fact, at my wedding, my dad in, in his speech said, you know, I told Jamie not to do this, but she, you know, told me to go F myself, basically. You gotta love what how honest said. your dad is. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a really <laughs> touching wedding speech. Um, but yeah, there's so many people who just thought that this wasn't going to work. And so I think my big thing at the beginning was I was trying so hard to be perfect and have it all together and not say I was struggling and and all of that. And inside I was like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? Like, this is so much harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I was 28 and I was still... Like I felt like I'd grown up so much certain parts of me and then other parts of me were still very young and I was so in love. Like I didn't think, you don't think about that side of it. You just think love can conquer all and everything will just work out and everybody's going to like me eventually. And, you know, like I can make this work. Like I'm, I'm always one of those people that's like, if, if I put my mind to it, like everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And then you get like, five, six years in and you're like, what the fuck? Like, I can't control everybody and everyone. And, you know, I think that that's been such a, I mean, there's been so many lessons. I think step mamahood has um, definitely taught me so much about myself and about my boundaries. Like I didn't even know what boundaries were until I started to have to deal with, mm -hmm. you know, not only an ex-spouse, but also children, like children that, were very different because one was six and one was two when I started, you know, hanging around them. So it was, they had both very different experiences of me and as I of them. Mm -hmm. So it was wild for me, at least it was an afterthought that I just thought I could make work and everything would be fine. And it, it was a very loud reality of com something completely, completely different. It was, yeah, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you know, I love what you said there. Like, well, I just kind of dove in and I didn't think about it too much. And I get stepmoms reach out to me all the time before they get married and like, mm. while they're dating. And I am, I almost want to say to them, if you're going to overanalyze this stuff now, like you're, you're going to really just ruin it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're, you're overthinking it. Like if you're in, you're in, if not, like you got to go <laughs> because yeah. this is not going to be easy. Right. Like it was almost like that ignorance was bliss because, mm -hmm. you know, it brought me to the place that I am at now. And if I would have known everything, I don't know if I would have allowed myself to fall in love, yeah. you know, like I wouldn't have put myself in that situation. Who knows? But that, like that's hindsight's twenty twenty. but there's a lot of challenges that I did not see coming. Oh yeah. Do we have that much control over our hearts at the end of the day? I'm not really sure. <laughs> Very true. You Very true, I but mean? I can say it now. <laughs> you can, yes, you can say it now. Like I said, I love that you share your journey so openly. I love that you co you do coach, right? You coach yeah. stepmoms. Do you work with? Would you work with bio moms also? Like, do you work in that kind of situation where you work on the relationship with two people? No, I don't. But I've always okay. thought about doing some mediation stuff because I feel mm -hmm. like it would be really good to get two people in, you know, the mom and stepmom, like and in the same room and just like have this conversation. Mm -hmm. There's this book, it's called No One's a Bitch. Um, mm. I didn't read the whole thing, so I, I, I can't speak to the entire book. <laughs> but halfway through, um, it's written by a mom and a bio, a stepmom and a bio mom. Mm. And they recall in the book the same experience, like the same event, 
in two completely different ways. And it's so crazy because they both experienced that exact same meeting of each other and how each other showed up mm-hmm. completely different. And oh, yeah. I think that's so important to remember too when we're in these situations, like the way mom is experiencing this, the way the kids are experiencing this, the way we're experiencing this, like we're all experiencing this really tricky situation from our own lens based on our own wounding, our own triggers, our mm-hmm. own stories. And I think that's the missing piece here, right? And just seeing like it's everyone everyone has their own perspective. Yeah, I remember that being such a huge awakening for me when I understood that every single person has a different lens. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying it's built up from the moment that we're, you know, born through all of our different experiences and then we show up in this moment and then this moment is seen through our own lens. And I was so fascinated just psychologically by that of no two fingerprints are the same. Same with the lens in which we're looking through. They're not the same. I guess I started to have a, a lot greater understanding and capacity for empathy when I started to try to understand the lens in which others were seeing things through. And there's been certain times in my situation where I'm like, that didn't even happen. Like, but (laughs) according to to them, it really did. And there's been people in our, in our circle, in our family, our whole family unit, where I would definitely say that what people were expressing did not happen in the room, but they are so adamant about it. And so because of people's, you know, through the lens of hurt, because of the lens of insecurity, like we're all looking through a different lens and depending on the day, you know, it's given me a lot more compassion for what people are experiencing or think that they're experiencing. Yeah. It brings a lot of meaning to the whole, the way people treat you is more about them than it is about yes, you. Very true. Like how, tr- how true is that? Like so there's been periods of my stepmotherhood where I literally had that like on repeat in my head. <laughs> so I'm just yeah. like, you got to like talk yourself through it. Right. Totally. You have to be your own coach. I mean, that's, that's so interesting. You know, when you, when you start to go and look up all, you know, information about stepmotherhood or about, you know, the experience itself. There's really not, there's not a lot out there. Why do you think that is? And what made you, what made you want to jump in the fire of, I'm going to be the guide that helps all of these women on this journey? Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it kind of happened by accident, really. I, when I was in university and out of university, I was fascinated by blogs and I was, I just kind of always thought about having a blog and I would just, I wrote this blog as well and it wasn't a big thing, but I always thought it was cool when someone from like Australia would read it or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting when, you know, so there was a really big pivotal night in my life as a stepmom and I was on the floor. I was crying in the bathroom with wine and I was like, I think I'm out. I think I've been there. I think think I've been there before. (laughs) Yeah. I think every stepmom has. And I was like, I think I'm done. Like this is, this is too much. Right. I, everyone was right. I made a mistake. I'm out. That night I was like, I'm either going to get in my car and go far, far away, or I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to be a damn good stepmom. And so I went to the internet. I was like Googling stuff And there was just a lot of bashing, stepmom bashing. There was a lot of hate. There was a lot of stepmom stereotypes. Like there was really 
nothing that resonated with me. And like the support that I did find about how a stepmom should act, I was reading, I'm like, do you even have stepkids? Like, right. do you even know how this feels? Like, sorry, I can't take this from like a general parenting expert. Because if you're, if you're not in it, you don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So I started blogging about it. Never in my life did I think that anyone would really read it, to be quite honest. Like I would... I was just kind of doing it. At this point, we had a baby. So just to back up, my husband and I got together in March, mm-hmm. got moved in in July, got engaged in October. No, yeah, got engaged in October, married in June, pregnant in August, and a baby in, in May. So like, wow, there was a lot going on. And then all yeah. of a sudden, the, everything settled. And I was like, okay, I have three kids three stepkids and a baby and a husband and I have a wheat field for a backyard and I don't know what is happening right with my life. <laughs> and I'm not even so, 30 yet. Oh my and God. I'm not even 30. Uh, and uh, so, so yeah, that, that's kind of how it all started. And then I started to get messages from people from all over thanking me for saying the things that they were afraid to say. And it really just kind of transform from there. I was like, wow, there is something here. And at that point, no one was talking about step parenting online other than just kind of like the bashing Facebook groups. So I just kind of went all in and here we are now. I love it. I think it's very brave. And I, you know, I'm sure there's got to be a lot of intense energy that comes at you from both sides. I mean, there's stepmoms who are angry and frustrated. And there's bio moms who are angry and frustrated for different reasons. I mean, how do you handle Mm -hmm. that as a blogger? How do you handle that kind of energy that comes at you on the internet? I've had a lot of it come at me from, from for different reasons. And I honestly, this is the first conversation that I've really had about this topic. And I've been a bit afraid for the past 24 hours because it is, you when I speak on this, a lot of times I feel like I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. And well, you are. Yeah, okay. Well, thanks. It's not just a feeling. It's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I know I'm at a place where I can speak very clearly on my own experience. And I've come to terms with being able to handle the energy that comes at me because I know who I am. Mm-hmm. I wondered what your experience is like because you are so blatantly like entering these these worlds, yeah. you know, and they're heavy topics. I, I did actually get a really good hate mail from a husband <laughs> the other day. Oh, so wow. his, the, the stepmom had been, you know, following my content and had been talking about boundaries and talking about, you know, trying to set some stuff. And sometimes people take a little bit and then don't take the whole thing. And mm-hmm. maybe her delivery of my messaging wasn't completely aligned with what I was actually saying. And so he wasn't happy. <laughs> Every once in a while, I get a I get a really good email from someone who's really upset. And it comes back to it's not about me. You know, mm-hmm. it, it really isn't about me. And I think that because, you know, when I present myself, when I'm having conversations online, I am pretty no bullshit in the way that I show up. So I don't think I get as much hate as people think I would. That's get. good. I'm glad. So I don't know if they're just anticipating that I'm going to create content about it because <laughs> typically right. I will like make it as a conversation piece. In fact, often I will get people say, hey, this is how I'm feeling about something you said. Please don't share this um, and create oh, content on it. But so I've just kind of created that type of relationship with my community. Right. And then when people are rude, like block, block and bless, like see you later. Like this is totally. my page. <laughs> and if you're not here to 
be respectful and to grow with each other and to just be open and honest, then you, you don't belong here. So I, I have no problem just blocking that and just and just saying just saying goodbye. Yeah, block and bless. I like that one. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, see you later. I, I just don't have time for it, right? And here's the thing. We haven't, like, when you're a stepmom, you've got enough drama and stuff in your own yes. life. Even when things are good, it's like what Stepmom Magazine says. Like, even when it's good, it's complicated. You mm-hmm. don't have time for other stuff. Agreed. So for me, it's really been about being very careful about how I talk about things. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm very deliberate about what I say and don't say online. So you mm-hmm. will never hear me talk down about my stepkids' mom. You will never yeah. hear me, you know, say anything negative about my stepkids. If at any point in time anyone in my family was like, that made me feel uncomfortable that you put that, I would be like, it's off, right? Like mm-hmm. my number one priority is always going to be my family. And I think that's what actually makes me different than a lot of other stepmom bloggers because mm-hmm. I say this all the time, but like sitting around bitching about how terrible – the exes or, you know, how hard being a stepmom is, it's not going to make it any easier. Like no. it really does. The change does start with you. And I love when I hear other stepmoms say that it has been like this huge, you know, evolution, this personal evolution. They've learned so much about themselves and their triggers and and mm-hmm. just grown so much as a person because that's what happens. That's what it's all about. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, it really has been the most expansive journey. Like, you know, my relationship with Eddie has been incredibly expansive and to be able to have the safety and in relationship like I do with him has been super expansive. But the other, and probably even more expansive than that has been my role as a stepmom and navigating so many different personalities and also disengaging without being disconnected, which can be very confusing. <laughs> I think, I, love I don't that. know, there's been, that's been a huge piece for me. Another huge piece has been, and you mentioned like drama within the relationship. One of the things that I had to look at and still do sometimes is like, how hooked in am I to drama? How much do I get off on that? Because I think it's so easy in these relationships um, because they can be so high conflict to get sucked into it and it be almost like a high especially when you get used to it. If it's not there, you're like, wait, it feels, something feels wrong because it feels calm. When we started to have less of a high conflict experience, I started to ask myself, like, how much of this am I causing, A, and and desiring, like actually wanting because it fed me in some way. Mm -hmm. And it was such an interesting exploration because now if I see myself like try to get hooked into it, I'm like, nope, not, not my not my thing. I want peace in my life, like peace really. And I think because of how I, my life has never really been peaceful since I was a child, just by growing up the way that I did and having to really unhook from the drama and really make peace a priority has been such a huge shift in my own journey. And I would have never... I mean, I'm sure life would have found another way to teach me, but step, you know, this stepmom experience has been, you know, to to put my peace first above anything has been super, super important for me. Mm -hmm. I love that because I'm a firm believer that, you know, everyone here has a lesson they need to learn, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, what's your lesson? Like you're going to find yourself in the same situation over and over and over again until you learn the lesson that you need to learn. So I'm Mm -hmm. always saying to stepmoms, like, just stop and ask yourself what the lesson is. And they're like, 
no, you don't understand, Jamie. <laughs> his ex-wife is doing this. His stepkids are doing that. Like, my stepkids are doing this. Like, this is, you don't get it. I'm like, no, I do. I get it. Yeah. But wh- what is this trying to teach you? Like, where's the lesson here for you? Mm-hmm. And as soon as you shift that, I think, as a stepmom, and you start to see that from a different lens, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is a little bit about me. <laughs> right. Yes, for sure. And this is a good time for a quick break, but we'll be right back. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease right here right now find your beautiful new floor at right rug flooring choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee visit rightrug.com that's r-i-t-e-r-u-g.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you 24-month financing is available with approved credit for 90 years we've been right here right now Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back, my friends. The cool stepmom guru, Jamie Scrimgeour, and I were just talking about the blowbacks that can come from offering step-parenting advice. One of the more challenging pieces of being a stepmom, there's multiple, there's many, but one of the things that I feel like is not talked about enough is the loneliness that can occur mm-hmm. when going through this experience, especially you know, I, I don't have, Eddie and I do not have children of our own. And because of that, a lot of times for me, it's felt like I've been placed, it's like I've been injected into this family system and it can be really, really lonely. I think that's one of the, mm-hmm. I don't think I've I even realized how lonely it was until maybe a few years ago. And I'm like, oh, this, I feel there's a sense of loneliness in this 
container that I don't feel like, I don't know, I don't feel like is talked about enough. What's been, what's been your experience with, with that? Yeah, I definitely think I felt that a lot at the beginning, Mm -hmm. especially before I had Reese. That was a, I felt very lonely actually even after I had Reese because it felt like they had their things. Mm-hmm. And when the kids would come for, we had week on week off. So when the kids would come, it was just like all kids, like all mm-hmm. kid focused, which rightfully so like kids have hockey. They have all the things like kids. We have to take care of the people. Right. Um, but it was kind of like, where do I fit in here? Like mm-hmm. where, where do my needs fit in here? And I did, I felt very much like an outsider. And then when we had race, so the kids would still have their busy lives. And then I had this baby. So then I wasn't even involved in their busy lives as much because I was at home with this baby. Mm -hmm. And that was really lonely for me too, because I was like, well, if I wasn't a stepmom, we would be here together. Right. Like I felt like I kind of missed out on that new mom experience because we had all of the kids, all that, like the kids were there and we were, we were running around like that. So yeah, it definitely was lonely, but I like what you just said there is like, you didn't realize it was lonely until you really dove into it. Cause mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have identified it as being lonely as much as I would have just been pissed off. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean? right. Well, it's funny that you mentioned pissed off because when I, dove into your book, The 120 Ways to Be a Kick-Ass Stepmom. Yeah, which I loved. Um, And it did piss me off in a couple of places, which I loved also, because what it did was I haven't really had to revisit these pieces of my experience. Yeah. And it brought up some leftover resentment and anger that is still there. And what I started to question, I'm like, where is this coming from? Who is it? Who am I projecting this toward? And it's not my um, my stepson's mom at all, actually. It has nothing to do with her. What it started, what really brought it up for me was my resentment towards society and the stereotypes that are still, that still exist and how much of when you're in my position or you're in your position where you're you're openly discussing these experiences, how much projection gets projected upon you of what people haven't yet to deal with on their own. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I was, I still today, I was just talking about it before we got on here. I was like, yeah, I'm still angry. Like there's still <laughs> anger that I've, that's not, that's left over. And it's because I really haven't had to look at you know, these, these places in my life because my, my, my situation has shifted, um, in our family unit, um, to one that is more peaceful. I kind of left, left things to be and without Mm -hmm. really dealing with certain feelings I've had around the experience. And so, yeah. So thanks for that. (laughs) Thanks for dredging that up. (laughs) Always here to piss people off. (laughs) I really appreciate it. But you know, it's interesting because I, I think my own journey has been, you know, like you said, you wouldn't have called it loneliness. I think my journey for myself, my own healing has been about really finding words and finding, having a vocabulary for this array of feeling that is this stepmom experience. It's it's very complex. And I think one of the best tools that I've ever given myself is the ability to express it and know what's coming up for me and and claim it as my own and not 
projected upon the other people in this experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, just to go back for a second, stepmoms in our society, it really is so confusing, right? Because you were talking before, you were saying, well, how do you know what to do as a stepmom? And the thing is, is there really is no right way. So what Mm -hmm. works for one family isn't right for another. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there are stepmoms who are all in as like the motherly role in the home. Right. And they have that relationship with the kids. They have that great co-parenting relationship. So for them to like swipe an iPad or to ground a kid or to, you know, implement something new, it's received well because everyone's, that's what works for that situation. Right. Mm -hmm. So those are the situations where it's like, yeah, the stepmom is a mom in this family too. And everyone's Mm -hmm. on board. Then, you know, there's stepmoms who maybe aren't connecting with their stepkids. So you have stepmoms who don't have that great relationship and they have this guilt because they're supposed to love their stepkids like they're their own, but they don't have those feelings. Or, you know, you have the stepmoms who do love the stepkids like they're their own, but then people are like, well, you need to respect the role of the mom. And, you know, you're a real mom, but you're actually not a real mom. Let the real parents handle the parenting. Like, you know, like there's just so, so many confusing. mixed messages yeah. about how a stepmom should and shouldn't show up. So when you say like, I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't, it's 100% true. So that's mm-hmm. why you, it's really about getting right with yourself and like what works for you and your family, because otherwise there there is no right answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very complicated and you're right. It is very unique to each family unit because some families have everyone is present. Some families, you know, have the mother or father or whatever it may be may not be in the picture. My journey with that has been really interesting because I feel like the more secure I became within myself, I have been able to navigate the relationships, whether it be with my stepsons or Eddie or with Brandy, like I feel like it's always come back to my own sense of security mm-hmm. and not taking things personally and just letting people have their experience. And the more I could do that, and the more, like I said, too, the disengaging without detaching has been really that's been a that's been a a tightrope walk for me. And I'm I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. It's like you want to care, but at the same time, you don't want to care too much. (laughs) I don't want to get hurt Mm -hmm. in this, or I don't want to hurt anyone else in this. I want to still allow people to have their experience. I think, you know, the more, like I said, the more I can just be with my own experience, the, the less hurt I cause in the, in the family unit is what I've learned. Mm -hmm. Were you guys always on the same page with like the kids in terms of expectations and like parenting and that kind of stuff? No, I'm not. Sometimes, some days we are still, sometimes we aren't. And it's really interesting because I, you know, Eddie really wanted me a part of his experience and to be a part of their life. And I have been. And I also know as they've gotten older, I've known when to back away and be like, hey, I'm here. Like, if you want to talk about anything, like, you know, I'm here for it. And I let them have their own experience with their parents. And I, sometimes can get caught in the middle of everybody too. And everybody's like, be on my side. I'm like, nope, I'm just going to go over here. You guys have at it. We were actually all in the house the other day and everybody was having their own experience. And I just went and laid down on the couch. I was like, I'm just going to observe from over here. I'm done. (laughs) And everybody can do their own thing. Like some days I feel like we're on the same page. Other days I feel like we're not. And then I, I feel like some days I'm part of the book. Some days I'm not. 
it's a dance. It's a dance that I've had to learn. There's not one fixed way of being. And if there is, then congratulations to you because (laughs) it's for us, it just seems like the more flexible we can be with one another, which is so opposite of how I am in my life. Like I like to control things, you know, when I head out on tour, it's like everything is planned, like everything's always been planned. And this has been the chaos of this piece of my life. I've had to find peace within the chaos. There's your <laughs> that lesson. That makes sense. Yes. Right? There I do really is. think that most set moms, their lesson is control. Mm, right? If you really think about true. like, if you talk to most step moms, what do you struggle with the most? I struggle not having control. Mm-hmm. And in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, that was definitely like the same situation for me. I felt like I had no control over anything. So then I tried to control everything even more and, and tried to be that perfect stepmom and, you know, tried to put all that pressure on myself. And then, then that backfires, right? Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's, it's when that all starts to backfire and you start to get resentful. That's where all the stepmoms get to the point where they're like, like we were saying, on the bathroom floor. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I've definitely been there. And right here, we are going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. I promise. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite with just two caps a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease right here right now find your beautiful new floor at right rug flooring choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee visit rightrug.com that's r-i-t-e-r-u-g.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you 24-month financing is available with approved credit for 90 years we've been right here right now Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Welcome back, my friends. Jamie and I were just discussing how striving for perfection can backfire big time. You just mentioned a word resentment, and I wondered, what are your, what's, what's your suggestion and advice when it comes to keeping resentment out of the relationship and not only with your husband, but with your stepkids? Yeah, I think you got to be really um, in tune with yourself and pay attention to how you're showing up. And it sounds so cliche, it's like, but it really does come down to self-care. And Mm -hmm. when I'm looking after myself and I'm spending time with girlfriends and, you know, Darren and I are making time together and, you know, I'm just feeling good, eating well, exercising, all the things. When we get a lawyer's letter or when we get, um, or something happens with my stepkids or my partner and I disagree on a parenting whatever, or I just get triggered by something, it makes a huge difference, my reaction, right? So if I'm not doing okay in the self-care department, I'm going to be overwhelmed and resentful and spiral and just kind of, you know, Mm. really snowball down that spot. But when I am taking care of myself, I have a little bit more perspective. But I think it's really important. There are signs leading up to when that is (laughs) happening. So mm-hmm. if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling annoyed, like when someone just walks in the do- like when your stepkids walk in the door or you're dreading the time that they're coming to spend with you or like you're sitting at dinner and your stepkid is eating food and all you can hear is how loud they're chewing, like something like that, <laughs> like th- that's when you know you're like bordering on resentment, right? Like something's mm-hmm. off right now because you're being easily triggered because chances are they're not chewing any differently than they are were last week, but you're just in a different space. Mm-hmm. So I think it's so important to get like really clear with yourself and be open and honest with your partner and, and mm-hmm. learn to have those conversations. And it's hard, right? Because mm-hmm. when you say how you're feeling about certain stressors in your life, the stressors actually came with your partner. So it they can take offense to it. But self-care and that communication piece, it's so important because when you're bordering on resentment, like you got to do what you got, anything you can to not go all in there. Because when you're really stuck there, it's a really hard place to dig out of. It is. I agree with that completely. Communication has been key. And one of my biggest lessons has been, you know, I can't control someone else's response to my feelings. And I want to, like, I, I I don't want to hurt, like you were saying, you know, some of the, the things that we can resent came with our partner. And so they can take it really personally. I have had to learn that I can't control Eddie's response to my feelings, but at the same time, it's worse if I hold it in because I'm sitting here unexpressed on how I truly feel. And that has been a dance that we've had to learn because I've also, I think it also, really um, the delivery makes (laughs) how I deliver information is really key um, to whether or not, you know, he can, he takes it personally. And so communication has been something we've had to navigate and learn how to do because it can be in this kind of situation um, can be even trickier than regular relationship communication. Have you had situations where he just completely doesn't understand why you think this is a big deal? Oh yeah, for sure. All the time. (laughs) All the time. And I, you know, at the beginning, I think I had this expectation that he could control the situation. Like he could magically just like make things stop happening. And I remember having this conversation one day where he's like, I can't control this. Like I can't, my, and I realized my expectation of his, his control of the situation was just 
insanely um, inflated. And I also realized that I was in my own experience and spin out in our family unit relationship in the first few years. I realized that he wasn't going to understand everything that was going on inside of me. Like it was just, there was no way to, for a man, for my husband to understand as a new stepmom, what was happening within me. And so I think I go back Mm -hmm. to like having the words to be able to communicate my experience. That became something that I really had to learn. And him being able to listen to me and hear me without telling me I was wrong for feeling that way was super important too. Like I just needed him to hear my feelings. And if I could get it out and he could be there in order for us to have that conversation, then I think a lot of feelings (laughs) actually dissolved. It was like, okay, I just needed to be expressed. Yeah, 100%. I have this thing that I recommend that my stepmoms say before they go into like these tough conversations. They have like disclaimers, right? So it's like, I don't need you to understand or to agree with why I feel Mm. the way I'm feeling. I just need you to respect that this is how I'm experiencing things right now Mm -hmm. and just leave it at that, right? And I find when you go in with those disclaimers, they can't, they have to listen. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of sets you both up for success, right? I like that. But- It's true, right? And I think we all also don't really give enough weight to when you're in the trenches of it all. Like if you're dealing with a high conflict ex, if you're if you're having issues with your stepkids, if you have different parenting styles, all of this, how much pressure's also on our partner? Yeah, right. Like there's times where I would say to Darren, like I need you to respond to that like this, or I would be like, (laughs) write it out and like, can you say this? Like, like shut this down. This is how you need to do it. And I would be so pissed Mm -hmm. when he wouldn't do it the way that I wanted him to do it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that was a lot of our (laughs) issues because I, just like you're saying, you're like, you can shut this down. Yeah. But what we didn't understand is like, there's a whole big picture here. Like we really did come in the middle. Mm-hmm. And like when they're fighting about, you know, the holiday schedule, there, there's, you know, something going on. It's not actually just about the holiday schedule. It's yes. about, you know, their 10 years of marriage. Yeah. And it took me so long to realize that mm-hmm. and to be like, oh, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't try to write the email for him. You know, right. like maybe I shouldn't try to coach him on exactly how he needs to shut this down and just give him a little bit of empathy because, man, this guy's being pulled in like however many different directions and just trying to keep us all happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you're in your own internal insanity, it's really challenging to be able to step back and take that observer point of view and recognize that he's in it too and she's in it too or the the ex-partner's in it he or she and then the kids are in it too and especially as they get older then they really start to have these mm-hmm. you know opinions and feelings about you and the situation that maybe they didn't have when they were younger and so it's it is hard <laughs> and as as the, the longer i've been in it the easier it has been for me to be able to mm-hmm. take that position where i can observe and give everybody room because it's when you're at the, I'm just at the beginning of a stepmom experience. It's like, you're just in your own, you're in your own shit. You really are. 100%. (laughs) What did you find hardest at the very beginning? Like what was the biggest, like the most pressure? Oh, um, that's a good question. Mine was very complex because it was so public. And Mm -hmm. I think, um, 
I think because of the way Eddie and I got together, there was a lot of turmoil. Mm -hmm. And I think trying to build something solid amidst the turmoil um, that would just not stop. It was incessant. And, you know, um, when you're on the cover of a magazine every week over, you know, your relationship for years on end and to try to keep the kids somehow protected from that, that was the most challenging. And Mm -hmm. trying to also figure out like how, how involved, I think that was one of the biggest things, how involved and you know, you want to create a family and a family unit, but then you're not quite sure how to do that and keep everybody happy. I think that was also a piece for me is like, I just wanted to try to keep everybody happy and everybody from getting hurt even more. And the more I did that, the more I seemed to probably hurt those involved. Mm -hmm. It was really complex, very, very complex. And I think, you know, having it be so public really did add another layer of just absolute insanity. And going back to that kind of evil stepmother association that we have, like, I mean, how do you, and, you know, looking at my own experience of how I was drugged through the press, through everything, I mean, how do you think we start to change this? I know, I feel like talking about it like we're doing is a step forward and being honest about the whole experience. But what else do you think we can do as stepmoms and as a society to start moving that needle into a more cohesive, loving experience for stepmoms. Yeah, well, it's loaded, right? right? I think I think it really does boil down to the way that women are pit against each other to mm-hmm. begin with. Agreed. You know, because the you know, way stepmoms are viewed versus the way that stepdads are viewed is entirely different. Mm-hmm. You know, a stepdad comes in and marries a woman with kids and he's this hero. And, you know, a, a woman marries a man with kids and it's like, well, what a what a homewrecker. She's, you know, not respecting the role of the mom or mm-hmm. she's trying to overstep and, and that kind of stuff. So, you know, I think it really, it really comes down to losing the competition piece mm. too mm-hmm. and understanding <laughs> that, you know, there's a lot of talk, is a, is a stepmom a real mom? Right? Like our right. stepmoms, moms too. And I think it really does come back to no, stepmoms are stepmoms. Mm-hmm. Stepmoms are stepmoms. They can be the way that that shows up for different families is completely different, but there's nothing wrong with being a stepmom. Yeah. Right? Totally. So when the stepmom comes in with this idea that she's supposed to be this mom in this family, and this idea from society that you need to love your stepkids like your own immediately, but don't treat them like they're your own because right. that would be overstepping. Right. Right? Like, but then the stepkids are also told I, they don't have to listen to you because you're not their mom, but right. you're supposed to act like their mom. Like, it's it's actually really messed up. It's because we're trying to make stepmoms into moms. Mm-hmm. That and makes sense. that's, I think, where that competition comes in. Mm-hmm. And if we just separate them, right? They're motherly figures. We're all motherly figures. Everyone's on the same team. But let, let's lose the competition piece. And it starts with even conversations at the arena, right? Mm-hmm. Like just the way when you introduce yourself as a stepmom. So I go to the arena, I introduce myself. I'm like, oh, you know, that's my stepson. Oh, how's that? <laughs> Why don't you ask how old he is? Right. Right. Or, you know, what team is he on? Right. And it's interesting how strangers can just ask a stepmom, oh, well, do you get along with the ex? It's like they're baiting you. You're being baited all the time. That's the thing. Yes. People want the fight. And that's what I had to start. That's what I was saying when I would get hooked in to the fight. It was like, 
we have been trained as a society to want that fight and to be entertained by it. And it's yeah. amazing that, you know, we live in a society that will just ask you so blatantly, well, how's that? Because they just want to know. Like, how is that? Yeah. They want to yeah. know, like, they want the fight to be there. Which yeah, is for sure scary to me. It's and I do think you're right. I think it does boil down to the underlying issue is you know pitting women against each other. I know one of my biggest hard looks for me that I had to look at was how much I wanted to win. Yeah, and yeah, be the better, be yeah. the fun house. The yeah, it's like always the be the prettier. B- the you know, like all the things. The <laughs> so way that the, but society does that to women. Yes, totally. that, that's that's ingrained in us. Totally. It is. And to have to unhook from that was a huge thing. It's like, I, it's not about winning. It's about raising competent, beautiful, loving children mm-hmm. and really trying to form whatever your team is going to look like. And that could be all rah-rah, everybody's loving each other all the time. Or it could look like just getting along enough to help each other out, like whatever. And some people don't ever get to that place. And I think- mm-hmm. We have to give ourselves some grace. Like it's it's okay if you don't create the perfect family unit. I know a lot of people look at my situation and they're like, how the hell did you get to the place where you can all spend a holiday together? And it's taken a lot of work on both sides. And I think people have this idea that eventually everybody will get there. And sometimes you won't. And that's okay. Like, mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah, and that's the other piece too. There's this huge pressure now to have this Hearts and Sparkles co-parenting relationship. (laughs) And I've been talking more about this lately, but whenever one of those viral Facebook posts with matching jerseys or something comes out, you know, I always get messages saying, you know, this is how it should be. Yeah, and that's been something that's been really hard for me. I... There's been time where I've had wine with my, you know, husband's first wife. There's been, you know, we've hung out together at hockey tournaments. Then there's been times where we don't even speak. Like, mm-hmm. you know, now I'm, I'm fairly, di- I'm fairly disengaged at this point in time. Just it's based on the ebbs and flows of where everyone's at. Yes, correct. In their own journey, and that's what's best for me, right? That's what's best for us. That I'm sure that's what's best for her. Like all of this pressure of how we're supposed to interact with each other. And what this should look like, Mm -hmm. it makes you feel guilty too, right? But there are a (laughs) lot of people who need to get to a certain place in their healing journey to have that type of relationship. So it's like another thing that stepmoms feel guilty about. So if you can't have that relationship or if the ex-wife wants nothing to do with you and doesn't even want to say hi to you at pickup or doesn't want you to have anything to do with, you know, parent teacher night, even though you are doing homework with a kid seven days in a row, right? Like that's not about you, but we have to lose the guilt there because Mm -hmm. that was been really hard for me. I really thought we would have a, you know, there was times I was like, we could all do holidays together. We could do this and we could do that. And I'm really glad I didn't start that tradition because it would not have gone well, but (laughs) I I had to get over that. I had to even like grieve the loss of what I thought it should look like mm-hmm. or what it was going to look like or that we would all get to that point. And maybe we will eventually, but we're not there right now, but that's what's healthiest for us too. So there's that piece to consider. Yeah. I love that you're saying it ebbs and flows. And I think that that is probably the case for us too. For For the most part, we've been able to, once we've committed to holidays and such, like we've been fairly committed and it's been nice, like, and it makes the kids really happy. And 
I try to be in my own space and enjoy like everybody for who they are. And I think that expectations piece is so huge. Like when you can Mm -hmm. lay off of the expectations of what you think something should be or who they should be, then you get to actually experience it for what it is. And there can be a lot of gifts that you're not able to see through your expectations. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many gifts that could be there and so many lessons. We go back to those lessons that we're learning that we, we could be missing if we have just expectations of the situation. And you're right. There's a lot of grief, a lot of grief, I think over for everybody. Oh yeah. Yeah. Empathy is something that you talk a lot about in your ebook and Empathy has been such a huge part of, of this journey. I think it's a, such a part of the a large part of the human journey if we allow it to be. But I think when it comes mm-hmm. to grieving, it's so interesting on this podcast, this whole season, the grief has come up in each episode. When it comes to grieving, we have to remember that each of us is grieving something in our own way within the situation and having that empathy for others' grief is really important. Mm-hmm. And then everyone does that on their own in their own, own time way in their own timeline, yeah. right? Like you really, I think, going back to what you're saying, like you got to learn to read the room. Like right. as a stepmom, <laughs> you totally. read the room. Like read like your relationship with your stepkids. See where they're at. You know the way you're showing up to support your partner, dealing with the ex. Like just read the room and yeah. then you know, figure it out from there. And that's not saying your feelings don't matter, right? And and your your experience doesn't matter. But you own that experience too, right? And so you get you get to control what situations you keep putting yourself in. Yeah, for oh, absolutely. And that's the thing, you have choice. It's interesting that you're saying reading the room because I feel like that's been a huge piece of my anxiety is having to read the room. It, mm-hmm. It's And I don't like equate it to just this, my relationship in this family unit. It started back with my own parents. But I, I am now in this situation that's similar. I've had to learn how to read the room without it being anxiety provoking and taking on other people's emotions within the room. That's been really mm-hmm. interesting because I think it is a gift for a stepmom to be able to read the room and to be empathetic. It can turn on a dime really quickly into this very anxiety provoking experience. And I think that sometimes comes with, is there a control piece involved then? Are you trying to control everybody in the room or are you just reading the room? <laughs> yeah, totally. That, that hit home too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's it, it like you're saying the ebb and flow of the situation. Like I really have to keep myself in check so that I allow for the ebbs and the flows. And I don't get so fixated on on one thing. Because mm-hmm. then it goes back to someone's grief journey, right? Like right. we dealt with secondary infertility. I wanted more than one baby. Oh, wow. um, we went to have another baby after Reese. I We couldn't. It, it just wasn't, wasn't in the cards for us. And that's something I've had to grieve because mm-hmm. if I didn't marry someone who was older than me, if I didn't, if maybe we didn't have this, my stepkids because it was so busy, I didn't feel like we had enough time for another baby. Like all these things, I feel like I fully processed that. Right. I feel like that's something I've I've grieved, I've moved moved on from. But years later I can have something happen and see something and it triggers my grief, which then impacts how I experience the ex and how I experience mm-hmm. my stepkids' busy schedule and like the resentment creeps in. So I think people need to remember too, this is not something you just, you know, check off, right? Like your stepmom yeah. struggles and the resentment and grief and the whole the whole learning process, all the things. Like you're constantly dealing with it. Like this is like a lifelong work and there's always going to be something. 
It is lifelong work. All right, we are going to step away for a quick breather, but we'll be right back. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello again, loves. Jamie and I were just talking about the pressure to project harmony with the way that we interact as a blended family. You mentioned grief. I know one of the things that's been coming up for me lately is actually grieving not having children of my own. And it's been a real clear decision for me for a long time. Like I didn't really think, I love how everything's portrayed in the media, but I, I've never, we've never tried to have kids or, um, and I've never really thought of myself with children. In fact, I told mm-hmm. my, I told my godmother when I was six that I was going to have two boys that weren't my own. And so I had the, I wildly, um, yeah. And she remembers it so vividly. And I thought I was going to adopt ch- children if I ever had children. I just never had that desire. And I've had the wonderful experience of having two boys in my life and which has been really cool to to watch them grow up. That's one of the things that I've been grieving as as a stepmom and as a woman now heading into 40 and it's not over like it's not who knows what will happen in the future of my life but yeah it's been really interesting to navigate being a stepmom but not ever having kids of my own and that's that's a 
it's a true grieving process for any woman, I think, at, at around this age. So it's been really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a different experience for stepmoms too, right? A ste- uh, like the childless stepmom, like quote unquote, like, and you know, if you have your own child or you're bringing children in from a de- another marriage, like mm-hmm. they're, again, those are the different experiences because I know that uh, a lot of childless stepmoms or those who maybe are dealing with infertility haven't been able to have their own or mm-hmm. by choice, they sometimes feel like their experience in motherhood is minimized right. because- they don't, people will say, well, you don't understand until you have your own kids. Mm-hmm. And there's so many, there's elements of that that's true, but there's elements of tr- that that's false. Like there's just like so many, you, you don't know what you don't know, right. right? And we all kind of walk through and have our own experience. I don't know what it feels like to be a childless stepmom mm-hmm. and to just have my have my stepkids. I think my experience being a stepmom would be completely different mm-hmm. than it is now and vice versa. So I think there's there's that piece to consider too. It goes back to how there's there's so many different dynamics that yeah. everyone has their own hurt. That was totally, and that was one of the pieces in your ebook that I was like, wait, I'm not, my, my motherhood is not minimized because I'm not, I don't have children, but that is a view in which, or lens in which I am looked at through society as, as a childless stepmom. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things where I was like, oh, there's there's anger around that for me. And there's a grieving process that I'm going through. And it just really touched upon something that I know I'm not the only one that experiences that. And I find it so interesting that you have your own child with your husband. And like you're saying, I don't, I don't know that experience. And so I think a sense of respect for everyone's own unique experience is so key. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when it comes to moving the needle forward, I guess, in our society, I think the more we can talk about those unique experiences in which each of our lenses are our own, um, it not, not only plays into the stepmom role, but into humanity as, you know, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their truth is not our truth, right? And Yes. W- and vice versa. We both like fully <laughs> believe it. <laughs> yeah, totally. I like some, my, my truth is the truth though. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> uh, if Mine's you, how it really happened. <laughs> yes, exactly. If you could go back in time and, and tell your younger stepmom self one thing, what would it be? Um, I would say to get into couples therapy mm. right away. I would, I would get into couples therapy and I wouldn't have gone as all in as I did So I was commuting like an hour and a half each way. I was working in child protection still. And this house was perfectly clean. (laughs) Um, The kids were perfectly dressed. You know, everything. Dinner was in a crock pot when I left at 5.30 in the morning because I was going to be like, I just took over and did all the things. Mm -hmm. And I did that because I was trying to be perfect and trying to prove myself and, you know, trying to show up. And I thought that was the way I would would show everyone how much I loved them. And I got to the point, there was my husband and I had this fight in the kitchen. And I said to myself, I don't do any of the things I used to do anymore. I used to go to yoga. I used to go to the, you know, bookstores, coffee shops with my girlfriends. I used to all these things. And I don't do anything. I'm just here doing everything for you people. And he looked at me and said, no one asked you to stop that, Jamie. Like you did that Mm. on your own. Mm-hmm. And he was really right. Like <laughs> he, he never asked me to do it. And I think, you know, that's where a lot of stepmoms get caught up. We go all in and we want to do all the things mm-hmm. and we do it with great intentions. But then that's when you get to that resentment piece, right? Because totally. 
you might not be getting that same emotional attachment as their mom mm-hmm. um, does. You m- might not get the glory moments. And those are the things. It's like you're good enough for the nitty gritty. But then when those glory moments come, you need to step back and know your place. Yeah. And that's where the resentment piece comes in, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. So I would have not done that. But I don't, again, it's like you were saying how I said I maybe wouldn't have fallen in love with my husband, but I had, I probably would do both again. <laughs> it's your journey, right? I mean, we all have our it's unique our journeys journey. and this is just part of it. So thank you for coming on here and sharing so vulnerably. I really, really, really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. Before you leave, I have to ask, I ask all my guests, what are your holy five songs? Of course, I'd love to know what's playing in your house, in your car. It could be anything from the, like what you're listening to right now, five songs, or it could be over your life, like what's moved you. So give it to me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, I've, I've prepared these because I knew Yay. this was coming. <laughs> so I, I kind of went with so- songs that kind of like hit home for me. Okay. Um, so do you know what I really love is Caitlin Bristow released a song, If I'm Being Honest. Uh-huh. And... So she talked. Have you heard it? I don't know that one. No. If I'm being honest, not always as tough as I seem. And I can have my moments. What words can get the best of me? It's it's really good. So she's like, if I'm being honest, like I'm not as tough as I seem. Like maybe I drink a little too much wine, but like the words I say to myself the are, are the hardest ones. Like talking about people mm. being critical of you. And I really like that one because it's like, yeah, you know, sometimes we're hard enough on ourselves. We don't need to worry about what other, everyone else is saying. Totally. I really love the song and it kind of goes with what we're talking about. Um, when you love someone, I think it's like James T.W. Mm. But he's talking about like, you know, two sometimes two homes are better than one. Sometimes moms and dads they fall out of their fall out of love, and just oh, like explaining it yes. to a child. Yeah, and yeah. Sometimes so I I really love that. Hearts are better than what that song. Sometimes moms and dads fall out of love. Sometimes two homes are better than one. Some things you can't tell your sister because she's still too young. Yeah, you'll understand. When you love someone. Yeah. So good. I love that song. Yeah. So good. The other one was, and this is like a huge fan fave in my family, Paradise by the Dashboard Light, Meatloaf. Like, it's like our we family things, both sides of my family, like a meatloaf concert, like the meatloaf. last time he went on tour, like all my family members and like friends were like in different spots, just like having a hoot. So oh my that God, was always, yeah, love it. Um, what else do I got here? Ronan Keaton, when you say nothing at all. Ooh. I think that was the last one I have. I think I'm sure it won. The smile on your face lets me That's okay. So I love that. We it's won't just hold like you to it. the best. <laughs> I love Ronan. Yeah. Ronan and I did a duet together actually years ago. And he's like, he's oh my gosh, sw- I'm going to look it up right now. He's the sweetest guy. I love him. So fun. Yeah, so, so good. Well, thanks for sharing it. Thank you for sharing your music. Thank you for sharing your heart. And um, it's so nice to finally put a face 
like to see you in person ish. <laughs> I know. I don't know if you've noticed on Instagram, there's people saying you guys need to do a podcast together. I so in the it. comments, so when you'll, when you like something or like comment on my post, I always get DMs like, do you know that Leanne Rhymes oh follows you? So, like, funny. Yeah. so funny. Well, I will, I would love to come and join you on yours too anytime. So yeah, well, let's for do sure it. we will get it set up. Awesome. Well, thank you. Have a beautiful day. You too. And that, my friends, wraps this very honest and open episode of Holy Human. I hope you have enjoyed my conversation with Jamie Scrimgeour as much as I did. Again, her podcast is called The Kick-Ass Stepmom, and it is filled with tons of realistic and pragmatic tips and advice if you're a stepmom or navigating a blended family. And as always, please let me know your thoughts on today's episode or ideas for future ones. And be nice. <laughs> Leave them in the comments below wherever you're listening. I love reading your feedback. So come join us anytime. Let us know what you think. And on the next Holy Human, I will be joined by a profoundly insightful poetic author, Steph Jagger, to discuss her latest book, Everything Left to Remember, a touching tribute to navigating a relationship with a parent battling Alzheimer's. Steph will share her heartbreakingly beautiful takeaway on this incredibly cruel disease, along with an in-depth discussion about our relationship with nature and our connection with the feminine. And I just know, like I did, you will find her deeply inspiring. So until then, please take care of yourself and each other. Holy Human with me, Leanne Rhymes, is a production of iHeartRadio. You'll find Holy Human with Leanne Rhymes on the iHeart app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get the podcasts that matter most to you. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease right here right now find your beautiful new floor at right rug flooring choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee visit rightrug.com that's r-i-t-e-r-u-g.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you 24-month financing is available with approved credit for 90 years we've been right here right now Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.